Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Peter Sherman, David Wells, Joe Mahavik. Let me ask you, yesterday, or I guess it was two days ago now, Andrew Shear came through town with a promise to fund the Ontario line. This is uh, the Ford government's sort of signature piece of uh, transit upgrade and improvement running from uh, Go Exhibition in the southwest up to uh, through the center of town, kind of... Uh, alleviating the need for the relief line because it would uh, supplant that. And then it stops at the Science Center at Eglinton and Don Mills Road. Uh, He said he'd pick up the $10.7 billion on that one. And uh, also for the young extension to Richmond Hill, $5.6 billion. So you've got promises totaling about uh, $16, $17 billion all in. Uh, Peter Sherman, I mean, is this a winner here for the Conservatives in the city of Toronto? Do you think this is going to change any hearts and minds? Uh, How do you see this whole thing, this initiative from Andrew Scheer? I think it's interesting. I think it's a good initiative. I think that Trudeau would be wise to duplicate it. I think that it addresses a number of different things. It addresses moving people around. It addresses getting cars off the road. And therefore, it addresses climate change to a small extent because of the elimination of of carbon emissions from automobiles and and, uh, surface transportation. This is electric underground transportation and Ford is already committed to it and you've got talks going on as we understand between the city and the province now where they're going to come up with okay we'll do an Ontario line in some modified form and in return for that you can keep control of the TTC so it all sounds pretty good and the odd man out is Trudeau so I think it's a good thing now if you're asking is it going to get votes maybe a few but I don't think it's going to turn anything for example if you go up to Thornhill and Richmond Hill which benefit from uh, another part of the promise which was the extension of the young line, which is dependent on the Ontario line, Mm -hmm. those are already held by conservatives. So what are you going to change there? The question is, are you going to change anything in the near part of of town? So Egg Lawrence, for example, uh, Don Mills writings, um, where you've got Rob Oliphant, who's a liberal in there, you're going to bring that into the conservative realm? I'm thinking probably not, but it's an interesting promise. All right. So uh, Joe Mahavik, I mean, uh, your beat is urban studies at York University. This is all upside, isn't it? I mean, it's a good development. You've got federal money being committed to this project. It'll fund it for the most part. And the uh, addendum to that is what Peter had uh, referenced, you know, in support of this initiative. John Tory wants to take back the TTC. The federal money that has been earmarked for the relief line, $3.2 billion, would also then accrue to this project. Pretty good win-win across the board, no? Well, there's, there's a lot of deep cynicism among Torontonians when politicians during election time come and promise big, multi-billion dollar projects and they get a napkin and they show where the map is and here's where it's all going to be and then it's all going to happen and then the planners get it and then the the people who are doing the quantity assessment, how much is this going to cost, get it and they find that, you know what, it doesn't work. We already have a relief line that is actually shovel ready, ready to be dug tomorrow. And yeah, but this could uh, be a bigger was, project. This could be a far bigger in magnitude. Could, scope. would, it is worthy of study. Well, what, there's money, what, though, what being promised. What I think promised. Torontonians need is, frankly, someone to say, hold on, cowboys, stop with the nap planning on napkins. 
let planners and let's do community consultation. We know what the priorities are. One big priority that uh, is uh, is before the city that we had identified with our planners, a lot of community consultation, is actually doing light rail from Union Station along Queen's Key that would take you and I home a little bit quicker. Eglinton East, Eglinton West, those are big priority projects. Getting buses, doubling the number of buses so the good people of Scarborough, North York, Rexdale could actually get to where they need to go because buses are actually the biggest weakness right now in the public transit system. All those things need to be carefully thought through. And that's why I can't help but think that Torontonians are going to look at this a little bit cynically and say, okay, another politician doing napkin planning, big promises, and yet, you know, what do we got now from the Doug Ford planning? Nothing. What do we have from other politicians planning? Almost nothing. It's early days. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if it comes to that, uh, Andrew Shear, uh, he promised it. $16, $17 billion. Uh, I guess it's more money than is on the table from the other parties. But let me ask you, David Wills, I mean, the idea that he came into town, made this big announcement, but Doug Ford wasn't a part of the announcement. That, to me, stood out like a sore thumb, to use a clean analogy that I can <laughs> I can say on radio. The Like, who is the biggest or the only proponent of the Ontario line is the Ford government. It's theirs. The city hasn't bought in on it yet. They've That's still underway. The Ford government is the one pushing for the extension of the Young line more so than others. Others are cautious because the line's already at capacity and need other things to happen first. Doug Ford has been the champion of both of those projects, and for Andrew Shear to come into his backyard, make this promised announcement, but not invite him, not have him there, is really bad strategy. Like, you know, I think, you know, they, they're buying into this thing that the Ford brand is tarnished or whatever. Yeah, he's low in the polls. He's unpopular at the moment. 18 months ago, he won 40% of the vote. He is the guy championing those projects. And it stood out to me as disingenuous that that Andrew Shear conservatives are going to come in and fund something like this and they don't include the architect of that project, uh, if you want to call him that, at the announcement. I'm thinking, how are they going to work together? Well, you know, and uh, here's something. This was a little in the last hour. Anthony Fury was with us, the Sound and the Fury, uh, Thursday afternoons he joins us. He's written a piece in The Sun. It's time to unleash Doug Ford on Trudeau. Uh, so let's just follow up by way of that discussion that somehow he's representing something toxic, a lightning rod that, you know, uh, would sink any uh, hope that Shear would have. But Fury says, no, Trudeau's leading with his chin, and it's time to get Doug out there and uh, let Doug clock him, let him go. I mean, it's 10 days to go in this thing. Uh, could this be a game changer, positively, negatively? How do you see it? I I personally think that they should have unleashed him a long time ago. I think that Trudeau has been able to throw out the word Doug Ford, Doug Ford, words, sorry, it's two words, Doug Ford, Doug Ford, all the time with no repercussion whatsoever. Sheer won't touch it. Sheer won't say those words. He won't defend Doug Ford. Doug Ford has been a pro as a conservative and, and kept his mouth shut, and then from all reports, it's killing him. But he wanted to battle, and, you know, so Trudeau's out there landing cheap shots all over the place using this. To unleash him now is going to look somewhat desperate. I think they should have done it way earlier because I think it would have taken that that weapon away from uh, especially the liberals when they wanted to weaponize uh, on this. And Andrew Shear has not defended Doug Ford. He's not defended any of that. I think to all of a sudden embrace him, especially after announcing the transit stuff, people are going to look at that as desperate. All right. Is there some merit to what uh, 
Well, Mr. Wills has said, and also our friend Anthony Fury has written, uh, it's time to unleash Doug Ford on Trudeau. I mean, maybe late in the day, but uh, keeping him under wraps or whatever. Was it the wrong strategy, Peter? No, I think it's Doug Ford's strategy, frankly. And I I did my own piece before there was an Anthony Fury piece on the air yesterday. Fifteen minutes talked about it. I think that Doug Ford has done a magnificent job of turning Doug Ford around and that whole government around quietly across the summer. You're not seeing any sloganeering. You're not hearing him uh, beat his chest or anybody else and say uh, promise made, promise kept. None of that stuff is happening. And yet we're looking at a settlement of the QP issue. We're looking uh, at... at, uh, change in the blue box system, putting it where it should be in the hands of the manufacturers. You're looking at walkbacks, unashamedly so, uh, in social assistance. You're looking at a walkback on, on the autism file. You're looking at an awful lot of work that's being done without anybody doing victory laps. You're looking at a guy who's holding his tongue, and you can bet Doug Ford has lots to say about this. In answer to what uh, what Trudeau's strategy is, I think people are getting that. I think he has a lot to say with uh, and think with regard to what uh, Shear is out there doing but he's just keeping mom wait till october 22nd well all right uh, but what you're saying is it's only to burnish his own st- status reputation or profile it's not something that he wants to help andrew shear with well i think he'd like to help andrew shear i don't think andrew shear was looking for any help and i don't think doug was but that's uh, david's point he should have been looking for help well, from doug ford he, he should have been looking for help from doug ford but his people told him that wasn't going to help he brought the premier of alberta to ontario to toronto to campaign in with fairness him. in fairness the premier of alberta spent an awful lot of time in the gta and all over ontario for years when he was immigrant minister and really ambassador to every community and it's it's been said that Jason Kenney almost single-handedly brought Stephen Harper his majority government because of what he did here no wonder he used Jason Kenney but the so, fact that he uses him and not Doug Ford is not lost on people. No, it's not lost on people, but I don't think that Doug Ford is over by any means. I think Doug Ford is coming back for a, a, a one-two uh, punch, and, and I think you're going to see it as soon as that election is this over. Is you sheer, have plenty to say. It's a sheer weakness, not a Ford weakness. Sorry, Joe. Here. No, no I, 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 I'm going to take the other side on this one. When you're at 18 20% in the polls... Not anymore. Um Locally, provincially. Not anymore. Okay, well, maybe it's gone up a few percent. Maybe it's gone up a few percent. I'm not privy to insider polls, but he is singularly unpopular in Ontario. And I would guess that those numbers are even worse across the country. Uh, That would be a big risk at this point, especially since you've already been in for a dime, in for a dollar, uh, to unleash uh, Doug. I think it could, and it's those seats in the 905 that are really at play. Whoever wins the seats in the 905 has a shot at being the majority government in this election. Well, wouldn't it energize, though? I know uh, you've got your base. They're going to be, you know, resolute, whatever. But uh, to the point that David was making, he takes on Trudeau and, uh, you know, he gets people jazzed about this election. He'll get conservatives jazzed, but he'll also get liberals who are now kind of thinking of sitting back and maybe not even voting. He'll get them jazzed and he'll get new Democrats who are also perhaps sitting on their butts. Everyone will be jazzed. If Doug Ford's in the race, everyone's going to be jazzed and be you know, it could backfire. It could take those minority seats and push them down even further, especially in the 905 area around Toronto. I want to come back, pick up on something that Peter alluded to, where uh, they've turned things around and uh, some good spade work being done in the last six months or so. So uh, we'll light on some of those topics worthy of discussion. Again, with our panel, Peter Sherman, David Wills, Joe Mahavik on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.